this Survivor? What? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Welcome, everybody. This is Survivor Buffs, Blindsides, and Banter. This is the podcast made by superfans, with superfans, for superfans. Uh, everyone, this is me, Buckles, your host, and with me, I got my mate, Mac. Mac, how you doing? Buckles, my man, I'm really good. Um, yeah, what another great week of Survivor we just had. It just keeps getting better and better. Um, it was a bit of a, a dull end to the week with a non nomination, but, um, the season is delivering on all fronts, and I'm going to say it now, this is the best Certainly Australian season I've ever witnessed. What are your thoughts on that? What are my thoughts? Look, I, I've said how much I like this season. I am very much enjoying this season. I'm not going to say it's the best one just yet. Brains versus Braun was good. Second season, uh, 2017, was really good. In all fairness, I was a big fan of uh, Champions versus Contenders 2 yep. with uh, yep. some of the casting. But this is definitely looking like it could bypass all of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go off too early because um, All-Stars pre-merge was also very good. You'd say a top three pre-merge and then it sort of fell away. But I just think oh, yeah, with the cast we right. have left in the game, I can only see this season improving even further from here. And um, I just, I don't know, like there's something about this this year... So in the past, for me, Australian Survivor can be a bit long and a little bit repetitive with the confessionals, like literally repeating the same clips. And whilst we've seen it a little bit in this season, it is so refreshing just to have talk about new stuff each episode. Oh, I, I, I very much agree, mate. It is, it, I'm definitely entertained. I'm definitely entertained. I'm not bored. It's not, <laughs> there's no real long episodes and the long episodes are the entertaining episodes. Yeah. Are you trying yeah. to tell me, Mac, that you bring 13 newbies and 11 returnees and you get a good season? It seems to be the case. I mean, it's like a fans versus favourites, people are calling it, rather than a hero's villains. Um, like Micronesia rated really well for US. They say it's like a top yeah. three or top two even. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's... It's delivering. It's delivering in all fronts. I'm loving it. Well, that's that's it. We've still got all the players that we want. Maybe not Geordie. All the players that we want. And we've just had the fodder sort of disbanded over the last few weeks. Yeah, we're at that like tipping point now where there's not really any fodder left. Maybe you could argue like Matt and probably just Matt really. And everyone else is sort of... Having a good game so far. They're a bit of a bigger player. Um, I mean, Stevie, yeah. but he's in his own little world. But uh, yeah, yeah, so from here, it's all just like big boots and could be anything. Where, where does it, where's this game going? Oh, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, before we get into the week, can you remind some of our listeners just quickly what the bloody hell happened this week? I can. And it's time for another segment of Quick Recap with Mac. All right, episode 10, Sunday night. Flick, Matt, and Ben all grovel to George to save themselves and want to join his alliance. Uh, in the reward challenge, villains win, and Liz asks Shawnee for her idol. Back at camp, Liz finds her own idol. The villains ask Simon for his idol to prove his loyalty. His counteroffer is to give it to Flick. 
Uh, in the immunity challenge, the heroes win. Shawnee gives her idol to Liz, and Sean gives Simon's idol to Flick. Geordie and Liz show their idols to Nina and Haley in hopes to vote out Sam. At, at Tribal Council, Sean splits the votes, four on Sam, four on Geordie, and in a revote, the Joker is sent home. Episode 11, the Monday night episode. It's a pretty quiet one. Uh, straight to the immunity challenge. The heroes throw the challenge so they can vote out an OG hero. George's crew puts four votes on Ben. Flick plays Simon's cookie idol for Matt, and we are told it is just a clue, not a real idol. Ben is sent home. Episode 12 on the Tuesday night. Dave gets his first confessional. Yay! At the reward challenge, Flick calls out Simon for the fake idol. The villains win a Chinese banquet, and Shawnee invites JLP around for dinner at the camp. At the immunity challenge, the villains um, throw the challenge to target Simon and Liz. David, Sam, Nina, and Liz plan to blindside Haley. At the tribal council, the heroes walk in, and JLP offers one villain to mutiny. Liz is the only one to choose to mutiny. And that is a quick recap with Mac. Oh, Mac. They're just getting faster and faster. They're getting quicker and quicker. This is good. This is good shit. Straight to the point, mate. No mucking around. Straight to the point. Yeah, telling everyone. Everyone knows now. No one has an excuse not knowing what's happened this week. I love it. Love it. Okay. Well, we might as well get into why the uh, what the hell we got wrong last week. Because we got some stuff wrong. <laughs> a little bit wrong. Got a few things. A little bit wrong. Just think how much time we talked about Ben making post merch. <laughs> yeah, I really had high hopes for Ben. Obviously, my winner pick is now out of the game, so that sucks to be me. You've outdone me there. Uh, I thought Yay! he was wrong for the game, and uh, a bit disappointed he left because I thought he had. I thought he had a lot of left in him as well. He was a good player from what I saw. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like he, he really was, and I was very much looking forward to see more of him. Um, he was one of those newbies that actually tried. Um, which is good. He wasn't, I, he, we can't call him just fodder, um, in everything. He d- just didn't have the relationships. Um, some of his, uh, moves and ideas were a bit questionable and just his gameplay, but he was a newbie. Everyone else has experience. He didn't. Yeah. He tried his best and I like it. And, uh, we need more players like him, I feel. But yeah. an- Sorry. another thing we got wrong was a lot of our theories of the cookie idol. <laughs> yeah, literally all of them. <laughs> all of them, mate. Uh, no, actually, I did say last week that possibly um, oh, production exactly. accidentally put it in there, didn't even realise how much of shit it would happen. Yeah. So I did get it, but I'm pretty sure that was my last theory. <laughs> yeah, look, we discussed it at length, all the different options, and being a clue was very low on my list. I thought, why would they give that? That's not a clue. Like, like we said last week, the coconut, you're going to see it and you're going to think it must be an idol because I've never seen a coconut in the wild with one of these gems on it. Have you? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> I have not. And that is, that's literally, that's what they do. They a little bit of string, a little emblem. Yeah. That's what they do to show you where an idol is. So you don't need a clue to find the idol. And the funny thing is I'm pretty sure Australian Survivor Production didn't even put these cookie clues in thinking, oh, these guys might use them as fake idols. These guys might play with them. These guys might even think they're real idols. They put them in legit thinking, oh, this is a clue. Do you think so? Because I'm not so sure. Because I really think maybe they hoped for something like this to happen. And like how many episodes 
where we're strung along with this idea of this, what is this idol? So maybe maybe it was dumb luck, but maybe it was a bit of uh, forward thinking. Maybe someone can use it as a fake idol. Or I didn't think they would. Um, I don't think they planned they would trick a player like Simon, like the, what happened with him. I think they thought maybe someone could make up their own uh, use of it. I guess. Okay, I completely disagree. I disagree. I think they got lucky. I think <laughs> the they drama. got really lucky. Um, I did hear Shannon Gus talking about it in a podcast last week at RHAP International. Um, we're pretty sure it's luck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, um, this isn't a thing. This isn't a thing. They got lucky. Well, it's paid off in the end, so I guess, you know. Credit to him. No, it hasn't paid good. off in the end. Simon's in trouble, man. Simon's in trouble. Yeah, but the drama it's like, created, that's what, that's what it's for, surely. Like, I don't care about it. So I know you're a Simon lover. Um, he's fine for me, but I don't love him. Um, so yeah. I'm loving seeing him, in cre- like him squirm and, and really drop to the bottom now after what happened. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, talking about things that we got wrong, well, not that we got wrong more that I have said that I might be thinking a little bit differently on after this week. Okay. And it has something to do with the idol, but it's actually Sam's gameplay this week. Yeah. And you'd never think, I'd never think I'd say Sam and gameplay and say it in a nice tone. <laughs> it was his idea to get the idol off Simon. He asked Simon to get the idol off him. So he, he is forefront of this move. He has pulled himself away from the heroes, is in an alliance with Nina, Dave, and Liz. He had a decent read on Sean that he was lying. He possibly could have read Haley, or that could have just been the edit fluttering. And knowing enough about the game that he needed... They needed a third person with another vote, just in case two idols were played. Is yeah. are we seeing some sort of survivor player here, Mac? Yeah, it's big week for Sam. Big week for Sam. Um, spoiler alert: he might be in the buff of the week. We don't like. I won't, I won't spoil it now, but yes, he is. <laughs> um, big week for <laughs> Sam. He was he was in all the action this week, maybe because um, his his first tribe of heroes were so dominant. We didn't see enough of him and. He maybe tried to lay low, and now he's sort of rising up to the top a bit. He's got his own little separate alliance outside of Sean and Haley, which is it looked like it would have paid off um, without the twist we saw at the end. But um, yeah, I really like where he's at at the moment. He seems those four votes he got um, at the tribal council. He's come back. He said, "I'm a bit more bendable now," and maybe he's sort of realised I've got to start playing this game. Yeah. Can you can you think back to his first season? Was he ever aimed at? Honestly, I don't get like my mind doesn't remember that far back, especially with Australians. Oh, uh, mate, the, uh, well, I already knew the answer. So he did not get any votes till the day he got voted out. Right. So this so is maybe... the first time Sam cops a vote without going home. Yeah. So is that the wake up call we needed? Perhaps were these were these blessing disguise? Did they just kill mateship? Oh, let's hope so. <laughs> oh, mate, this is good. This is some good shit. Well, I think he's. Thank you, Australian Survivor. You killed Mateship. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Mateship's dead. Um, Sam's woken up and he's 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 ready to turn on some people. And uh, you know that's what the game's all about: realizing that you're not at the top, you're not dictating, and finding a way to to rise up against the powers, which are, I guess, what we've seen Sean and Haley, particularly Sean, 
And um, I'm loving it. I'm loving Sam. I never thought I'd say that. And, uh, yeah, great week for Sam. Yeah, it was an awesome week for Sam. I He's not my most hated player at the moment. <laughs> that's saying something for you. That's that's saying something, especially um, after my a few rants I've had over these last few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, biggest fan. What do you think about yeah. um, his, his idea then for Simon to give up the idol? Let's let's go there because that was a big part of the oh, week. That is an awesome part of the week. Uh, I I love it. I love it. It was. That's the thing about this whole week. Like we talk about Geordie, we talk about this move, we talk about every like a lot of stuff. A lot of people played really well. Like a lot of plays were really good, and it was just one thing at the end that sort of fucks them up. One thing at the end, like a cookie idol, yeah, <laughs> or not playing your idol, or <laughs> like uh, there's like a few <laughs> there's there's a there was some great stuff and a lot of intentions were good. Um, we could talk about this whole move from, I guess, everyone's perspective. And yeah, let's go through it, it. And, like, just think. So, like, we've got the three major players in this. Okay? So, we've got Flick, who's the end result. We've got Sean, who's the middleman. And we've got Simon, who kicks it off. Okay? There's no one else, really, that we need to talk to. Everyone else has their own feelings. Yeah. Simon. He has genuinely believed this idol was right since the start. It's so genuine. You can't say that he knew that this was not an idol. No. So Simon's, um, yeah, extremely keen on this plan. I think from from Simon's point of view, this was a horrible, horrible move. I've got one name for you, which it reminded me of. Eric Reichenbach. <laughs> Eric Reichenbach. Yes. But was Eric Reichenbach playing with heroes that promise on their children? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It, it, it does. It does matter. It's who you're playing with. No, no. See, I know I know. at the end of the week, Simon's still here, and maybe it paid off for him, even before the whole flick thing. But just because we can't be results-oriented. We have to look at it through a lens of, its, of itself, I guess. And... In every way, this was a horrible move that didn't backfire, but most in most other scenarios, would have. Oh yeah, but you're playing you're playing the play. You're not playing the game. So, in Geordie's farewell, uh, his exit interview, he says things. He was go- trying to use this idol to form an alliance. Okay, he was trying to use it to move forward in the game. An idol's great for one tribal. But if you can use that as a tool to make something happen and how he played it, wanting to give it to Sean, okay, who in his previous season was so trust-orientated, okay, and Simon does have a connection there with him, it worked. Like, it worked. Even with the other two people having their idols, getting someone to swear on their children, Sean, I bet, regretted that even before he worked out there wasn't a cookie idol because it made that next tribal council so much harder. But Simon played the player. He understood uh, Sean. He understood Sam. He understood David. He understood Nina. He understood Haley. They did bring it up, but did they flip? Not at all. 
Yeah, the way I see it, right? I agree with what Geordie says. Like an idol, uh, sorry, an ally is more important than an idol. One hundred percent, an ally will vote with you through, like down the game. An idol is good for one tribal council. One hundred percent agree. But the fact is, this was blackmail. They blackmailed Simon. They said, "Give us your idol, and you'll be safe. Otherwise, you might not be." So, is 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 a in a, they're starting this relationship in a negative way. So everything was bad. It was negative. It was it was give it to us. We're forcing it off you. Otherwise, there might be repercussions if you do not. So for, straight away, that tells me, you know, can you trust their word? You're saying yes. I'm saying definitely not. And although that it, you know, like they didn't vote him out straight away, that doesn't make it a good move. Okay, I I, I still disagree in this circumstance. In other circumstances, I completely agree. I believe that because Simon was able to come back with more options, uh, not more options, more stages to the plan. Um, I believe that that showed that they were flexible, that they were understanding, that they were able to, like, that they understand that he was giving up something as well. And that made it better. If he came back with that saying, oh, I want to give it to Flick, I, I, I want to give it to Sean, and Sam's like, no, give it to me. Like, things like that could be just appeasing someone. Sorry, I've just answered my own question. <laughs> yeah. um, I, <laughs> no, no, I want you to leave this in. I just sort of contradicted myself a little bit. They're appeasing him, so in turn they could have voted him out. Yeah. Um, this, I still believe that this was the right thing for Simon to do. With these people, I completely agree that... With other people, not such. This circumstance, perfect. It's a hero's... It's their heroes. They play with loyalty. Yeah. Swearing on his kid. Sean's not going to swear on his kid and then go back on that. You use the words um, understanding and, you know, um, flexible. Because this guy's giving up his idol. You've got to just do it. Do you say whatever you need to to get him to give it to you. I want to put this in an analogy for you, right? So... Yeah. You know, it, it ended up paying off, but it was a bad move, and this is the reason. If I if I go to the casino, right, and I'm playing roulette, and I put my whole house or everything in my bank account on red, and it comes off, is that a good move or a bad move? No, that's that's a bad move. It's a bad move. It doesn't matter that you won. You, the chances were not that. The chances are not in your favour, and more often than not, you will lose that bet. So that, that's 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 what I'm talking about. It's a horrible move. Um, and his counter offer to say, well, first of all, I want to give it to Sean. He's got a man crush on Sean, that's obvious, but... And then say, oh, no, I want to give it to Fleek. For what purpose? To get George out. He's still fixated on George. He's not even on your tribe anymore, Simon. Yeah. He's blinded by his hatred um, of George. Okay. In By doing this with the Flick and trying to palm it to Flick, yes, I, I completely agree. Bringing George's name up does just show that he still wants George out. Yeah. But that also shows the villains that he's thinking... Of the other the other heroes that he's thinking about the other side and ways to save more of their alliance, making him more beneficial to their alliance, showing that he is on their side, that he is loyalty. And you heard it yourself. Sean just said, Sam out, Simon in. Yeah, okay, well, if you're Simon and you're hearing that. Sean. There's a relationship here with Sean. Yeah. If, if, if this didn't come day one that they were on the beach. This came quite a few days in and blackmail 
Yes, coming out of Sam's mouth, it felt like blackmail. But when Sean's there saying, yes, this is complete legit. <laughs> I'm confirming the blackmail. <laughs> I'm confirming the blackmail. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just see Simon really could have set up his game in yeah. this case. Yes, nine times out of ten, this does not work. Doing this is the wrong move. In this case, it was the right move because he had, did it with the right people. Yeah, uh, I guess, okay, if you say it's right, I'll, I'll, I'll hear your side of the story. But then, obviously, being a, fa- a fake idol, it really just backfired for him completely. <laughs> yeah. It was fun to watch. There is no trust left there. There is no trust left there. Sean and Simon are dead. <laughs> no, I felt so sorry for him. And then, like, even when he pulled it out when Sean and Haley were there, I feel like the look on Haley's face was like, there's no idol. And he's like, oh, I have no paperwork. And I'm like, they're sure they weren't buying it then. Like... It just seemed insane. No, nah, they had to buy it then. They wouldn't have passed it along to Flick without it. They they were trusting in Simon that Simon knew what he was talking about, that he'd talk to a producer or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's let's move on to Sean's point of view. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to little chime in after George reminding him that this had happened twice in two seasons. <laughs> How good was that bit on the hammock where uh, I think Flick was telling George about the idol? And he's like, oh, Sean verified it. And then George is like, oh, Sean, he's had some history. Oh. And he's got that face like, this guy's neat. I had a good laugh about that. Yeah. I, I, I had a great laugh about that. Sean is trying to do something good for his alliance. Flick is, from our accounts, is his number one from what we got from the Heroes Tribe. Yeah. So he's trying to do the best he can. He's been given an idol in quotation marks the cookie idol. He passes it along. He tries his best. It doesn't work. Flick's still there. So I guess he's happy with that. Yeah. Um, But I completely understand why he has no trust left in Simon. Yeah, it'd be hard to get back to him. But at the end of the day, like, I can see Simon, like, because it looks so real. It obviously wasn't a fake one that someone made. It it looked like a genuine idol. Like, do they cut him a bit of slack there, do you think? Does Sean say, okay, I can understand that you thought it was this, but it wasn't even without paperwork or, like... Well, my favourite player cut him a bit of slack. Sam, he says, <laughs> um, I've, like, oh, I've, I've never seen an idol. I, I, I want to know what I was looking at. Like, you could be right. Yeah. Well, that was the first time I'd seen an idol. Last night, like, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah. So, like, there is some sympathy there. It's just going to be a time thing. I think Simon asking JLP straight up may have helped. It also may not have because yeah, that actually, still doesn't – it wasn't palming it off. <laughs> I thought that was a good idea to actually confirm with JLP, like, what was it, what happened, and, and sort of get at least, like, a production sort of influence on what actually happened. I feel like that was a good – some sort of saving grace for him. Just to confirm, yeah. yeah, it was in the cookie jar. It looked like a thing. It was a clue to an idol, but it wasn't an idol. And I feel like, yeah, it just sort of, I guess, uh, confirmed a bit of why he thought it was an idol in a way. Yeah. Exactly. And back, but, to Sean, back to Sean, sorry. Back to Sean, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think, was it a good idea for him to be like a middleman? Like, does he need to be attracting more attention to him and more power to him? Or was this, do you think, is, is he doing too much? No, this is the group power. This is the group power. This isn't just aimed at Sean. It was David who was like, like telling Flick everything about Stevie and that Sean's going to pass you it. Like, 
Sean is not going to hide in any way. We've talked about this. He is too big of a human. He's not going to hide. This isn't even a physical thing that he's like trying to hide in. He's still got Haley, which is his number two at the moment. Um, he's, this is a group move. Everyone signed off on this. Everyone was happy with this. Sean was just the one that had the idol and passed it to Flick. It could have been any one of them. No, that's fair. It was the, one, it was the person that Simon passed it to. It's just, Sean doing this doesn't make his risk go up or down. It was just the face of the company, I guess. It was it was just the face of the company, but then you could also say that Dave was the face of the company, telling him everything. And let's be serious, Simon is the face of the company. <laughs> yeah, I think Simon's running his own business, which is completely doing different things to uh, everyone else. <laughs> well, no, he's the CEO that just got knocked out. <laughs> yeah, they're going under, I think. Yeah, but okay. So anyway, we can understand why Simon thinks the way he does. We can understand why Sean thinks the way he does, and why he's pissed off. Can we understand why Flick is so pissed off? Oh, 100%. Flick's like, I've got an idol. How good's this? I can leverage it. I can use it. Um, even though she played it wrong, I think, yeah, just playing it and it not being real, it makes her look really bad in front of those people. Um, it's like every time there is a fake idol played, everyone laughs at you and it's it's it sort of, um, you know, doesn't boost your resume. It goes the other way. It uh, what, decreases your resume. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Here? Just, uh... Makes it bad. <laughs> <laughs> Makes your resume bad. Um, and talking about another thing that isn't definitely not helping the resume, and the resume was actually brought up in this, or the final tribal council, your thoughts on George's pitch to Flick to throw the idol away? I found this very similar, almost exactly the same as what happened with Simon. This is blackmail again. And I've got yeah. a name for you that springs to mind, Eric Reichenbach. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing would have happened. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe it's Australian Survivor. I think she should have done it. No, it's a horrible movie yeah. she did it. I, I think she should have done it. How can I, you trust George? You, well, that's the thing. If you're in with George, you can trust him. But she's not in with George. But they have a pre-existing relationship... We don't, know how, we don't know how deep that goes. You can see that she's annoyed with him in the game. She doesn't want him in the game. But I feel like George's wanting to work with Flick was genuine. Throwing it in the, uh, the idol in the fire. I want to talk through trying to get Flick on side. Whether this is the right move for Flick or not, can we talk through try, George's move to try and get Flick on side? Hit me with it. Like, Flick is someone that's a very loyal person, so a good person to have on side. And in the, I think it was nine tribal councils last season that they had together, and this is the second tribal council this season, she has put George's name down eight times. <laughs> They've never played. So ten, ten tribals all together, she's put it down eight times. And you want to trust this uh, man to, to, to save you? <laughs> no. Well, no, but she's, she's put his name. He hasn't... I'm sure he's put her name down once or twice, but, but he, it's, he, he it's not the other way around. Yeah. Uh, and so it's obvious that she's scared by George in the game. Okay? Yeah. However, I did want to bring up that George had some really good points if she was to go with George. Now, remember, George is looking for that number five. 
we saw in the next episode, he's aiming at Matt. So he is looking for that number five on that tribe. Yeah. I genuinely believe at some stage, Ben was possibly a thought, but it just didn't work out. Flick is a person George has known. George has probably seen her in outside the game at least once or twice. This isn't the worst idea to try and get her on side. And by having a chat before tribal, trying to say, oh, I'd really like to work with you. And if that is true from both sides, he brings up this concrete next section of the game. Even after merch, there's still six out of 12. And it's a great pitch of risk and trust in front of the jury. But was it too hard how he asked her to destroy the idol? Well, that's that's the question, I guess. Like, what what's better if you, if I say throw it in the fire or give it to me? What is that? Is giving it to me better? Probably not, because then you then I have it. Um, in George's case, so I guess destroying it is a better alternative than giving it to George. Um, I mean, I'm still stuck on the fact that she can't trust a man. She tried to vote him out eight times. Um, but, so so I don't think it was a great idea. It's blackmail again. It's strong arming tactics, and if she does that, there's no doubt in my mind that they vote for Flick. Yeah, because they want uh, Flick out. They do. Oh, they. Well, they do, but just remember, George wants a fifth. But he needs remember, a fifth. They don't have the numbers at the merge, mate. They don't have the numbers. They got to turn someone. They got to find something somewhere. At the start of the episode, I'm sure, or maybe that one or the first episode of the week, George says. It's time to strike on Flick because of you know she's going to go into the individual challenges and dominate and back to the old heroes and you know go well. I think it's the right time to get her, and I, I totally agree with him. Um, so I, I I really think he was just gaslighting her and trying to you know get her out. Okay, All right, now here's here's just something that I've just I was thinking about a little bit, and I've also listened to some su- survivor specific strategy podcasts. Well, and there's two there's two strategies that I think might have had a better chance of George getting this. Okay. okay, there's the pen strategy. You ask for something small, and then you ask for something a little bit bigger. Then you ask for something a little bit bigger. This can be played over days slash weeks slash months. And you just, oh, oh, could you just pick that up for me? I just can't get it just at this moment. Turns into, oh, can I borrow your pen? Turns into, oh, I've got to go somewhere. Can I take your pen? Him asking for little things and maybe asking her just not to play her idol tonight might have come across a little bit nicer than burn your idol, destroy it. Hmm. Or asking the question, oh, would you destroy your idol? Then maybe, or or you could just give the idols to Steve. Or if you trust me, just don't play it, and we can work together. If you don't play your idol tonight, we will work together after this. That's sort of the jet ski, jet ski strategy. Ask for something big, so you can get something small. Yeah, I like the last one you said. Um, can you, if you don't play it, we can work together because that. In her head, 
she knows they won't put votes on her because in case she plays it right. So she knows she'll be safe and she'll keep the idol. Um, but I guess she's probably trying to save Matt as well. So do you sacrifice Matt to join their alliance or do you, do, yeah, do you just let him go and, and now you have your idol and you're in their alliance? Uh, in my mind, now this isn't Flick's mind because I'm starting to believe Flick has not watched an episode since she <laughs> in Brand versus Dawn. Okay. But in my mind, I feel that it is beneficial. We have at least two tribal councils before merge. There is a high chance with a stacked supervillains tribe that we will lose the next tribal council. In my mind, yes. It's Ben, Matt, and me, and only one of us are getting out of this. Yeah, that's fair. I could say that. Yeah. It hasn't worked with Stevie. Stevie's there saying you should break the deal. You should get a deal. So they don't have Stevie. At the same time, George is also trying to flush that idol out. He doesn't want it in the game at all. So he sort of needs to either pass it on or, or burn it. Just keeping it is probably not enough for him. It's, it's not enough, but at the same time, maybe that's having it in an ally's hands or a now new ally's hands is better than possibly one of him getting voted out if she played it right. Yeah, I mean, you say new ally, but like you said before, she voted for him eight times. So I, yeah. I, if I was George, I wouldn't trust Fleek more than, more than the other way around. Thank you for humouring my speculation. Oh, that's what we're here for. <laughs> I'll support you. Okay, and with the downfall of this idol, we lose Ben. Okay, how hard did Ben work in that challenge? He was a madman. Yeah, he, um, for, for, for a team that was throwing the challenge, it was so surprising how close they got, considering how physical it was, and, and they were trying to throw it, and they still almost won. It was actually crazy. Um, yeah, Ben did really well, and obviously Flick and Matt were carrying the team. Um, yeah, just a shame for him. In a tough spot. Uh, what, what could Ben have done to save himself, do you think? Um, well, we, we talked about like Ben going to the villains um, last week. Um, why hasn't he gone to the villains? I genuinely believe he needed to go to the villains. Um, I'm sure you agree with me. There is obviously something we're not seeing because there is no one that's just been pretty much voted out by his tribe that hasn't at least tried to get in with the villains properly. Yeah, I'm not sure why he, he stayed on the sinking ship with um, Flick and Matt. I guess, like, the chance of the idol working, like, 33%, it's not that great. He could have just jumped to the other side and they could have split a vote properly and he could have been safe and insulated with the numbers. Um, maybe he didn't have good connections at all just to to get in. Maybe they didn't trust him. Um, but I thought he, could, he probably could have tried a bit harder. Yeah, he, um, I really feel like we're, we're, there's, we're missing something in the edit because I genuinely believe he is a smart enough player to know that he needed to try at least a little bit or there is something that's gone on that we did not see. Um, but the ironic thing was he's not one of these hostages that um, George talked about getting rid of. Do you think George said he had two, two hostages, uh, had two hostages and... Let's presume that that is Flick and Matt, and Ben's the one that goes home. He was the dispensable worst-case scenario move. Yeah, so I was 
I, I, when he said it, when he said two hostages, I thought, oh, does he mean three? Or, or did he not count Ben? Because where was Ben? Like, why wouldn't they try and swing Ben then and, and do the split um, if they if there wasn't a hostage? I don't really get it. But obviously, like, flick him out with the primary targets. And, yeah. And they read that well, but with the idol. If that idol was real, the, the, the villains, uh, the ex-villains, played it really well. Like, they knew that, Flick was, you know, either play it for herself or Matt and definitely not Ben, and they, they picked the right target. Do you think, yeah, do, do you think Flick, or well, the three of them, Flick, Ben and Matt, do you think they should have worked that out that it was going to be on Ben? I think they should have. I know that I definitely would have thought that was the primary target. Um, I don't know if they would have double bluffed me. If, the, if I was on that side, like me and my knowledge of the game, I think they would have double bluffed me and gone back to Matt. And I would have put the idol on Ben because um, George is just that smart. Knowing that it's Flick and Matt, huge loyalty players, don't know the game a whole lot. Yeah. I think they played it perfectly and it was the right move, even though they didn't get their number one target out or, or number one or two targets out. They've still knocked the numbers down. Because let's be serious, all Ben was was a number at the merge, whether that be for either the heroes or the villains. He was never going to be in with the heroes. So yeah. he's not who they really wanted to do. Yeah, I really saw Ben as like a floater come merge. And I, I thought, yeah, if he gets there, he could go a long way because he wasn't really with anyone. And so everyone would sort of need him to a point. Um, so I really exactly. think float, which is now sort of the position. Simon's sort of taking that position for, in my eyes. Simon's the floater. If he can get the merge, who's targeting him? Like it's going to be like a war of like George versus you know, Sean's side. And yeah. Simon's just going to be sort of maybe just floating around and it'll be interesting. It will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It will definitely be interesting. Um, Simon, uh, except that as soon as Simon attaches to someone, then the other team will just be like, oh, no, we hate Simon. Let's get him. The other team won't care about him. Well, that's it. He's, 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 he's a bit cursed. He becomes fodder. He becomes fodder. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's let's go back to the start of the week because we still haven't talked about Geordie and Geordie's um, episode. Yeah, Geordie and his strategic mind, like um, the progression of Liz over this week, is something I want to get to later. But Liz and Geordie were very, very close. That that relationship that we talked about last week between Geordie and Shawnee was real, and Liz obviously felt that as well. Yeah, it's something we probably didn't see a heap of. Um, and we sort of thought maybe after the whole, the best trouble ever where George added Geordie, maybe that would splinter, like, sorry, split the girls from Geordie. But it sort of hasn't, and he's still with him. And it looked like when he was voted out, even George was upset and now declaring war because of Geordie, who maybe maybe there wasn't this big rift between them anymore. So he definitely had Liz on his side. And then, um, yeah, had his, they both had the idols. It was all ready to go. What What happened? What happened? Um, Sean called his bluff. That is that simple. Geordie made a play, and in tribal council, it all came clear to Sean, and Sean called his bluff. Yeah. Let's just backtrack a bit. What do you think of the, you know, when, when Liz and Geordie were, were talking to Haley and Nina? Do we like this strong arm tactics? This, uh, we have idols, you know, vote with us, or it's going to be you? Do you like, what are your thoughts on the whole thing there? Oh, 
I think they could have presented it a little bit better. I think that it might've probably been smarter to present it to different people. Um, I think Haley's a good, good person to bring this to. I think um, he might've misjudged Nina who um, was really uncomfortable with the situation. I think Haley was a lot more comfortable with it, but I don't know who else they could have brought it to. They couldn't really bring it to the guys. Maybe bringing it to Sean and Simon, or like to Sean as the alpha, and then get Sean to, uh, to bring someone with him. Mm. I think in a perfect world, if they went to, if they got Haley or Sean individually, then Haley or Sean would have got the other person, and this plan might have actually worked. Yeah, it was it was a tough one to sort of decide if it was right or wrong. I thought yeah, Haley was a good person to have because she's very logical. Uh, I think Nina was probably right because Geordie and Nina must have a relationship from their first season. But I just don't think the language they used was that great. I thought it was a bit, maybe just a bit heavy-handed and um, sort of a bit forceful rather than sort of saying, hey, let's make an alliance to go forward together. And, I mean, the other option was to tell nobody and just use the idols. But I guess they were trying to keep their idols in the game. Yeah. Uh I think what he did right was the basic strategy behind the move. Yeah. Strong arming, not... It's never a good move. You've, you've talked about this blackmail. You've talked about this three times in this podcast. Yeah. Blackmail. Eric Reichenbach. <laughs> blackmail. It's, it's not a good thing. Um, even if, yeah, Haley and Nina got through. I do like the intent to use this idol as a tool to use this idol to get more players on his side and to get past the next tribal council, not just this one. What could he have done better? How could he have worded it better? Yeah, it's a tough one. It's like, do you try and get at least one more person in on the plan? I guess they thought they had Simon, so there's sort of no other split, but I guess Simon was the one whose vote counted in the end to make it a 4-4. Um, yeah. So I, I guess it was just the read on Simon. And I guess Geordie, with his whole betrayal of Simon, that might have cost him in the end. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's it's a tough one. Like, it wasn't a whole lot wrong because, like like you said, the, the, every, the intent of the strategy was good. Going to the right people, it's just the wording. But even then, like, Haley and Nina were all in on it. And it wasn't until Sean changed the plan, not with Haley and Nina either. Sean changed it with other people where it all sort of, blew up. Did Simon do the right thing, helping the blow up and not voting with Georgie? Uh, yeah, look, that's a tough one. Because, I mean, Simon's pledged his allegiance to Sean virtually. I mean, you, he says it's to the old heroes, but really, it's to Sean. So, yeah. I guess if Sean tells him to do something, he sort of has to do it, especially with the idol. Like, he's just giving away his idol. This is before we know it's fake. Um, so, yeah, he probably did the right thing for his game at that point. And obviously, you know, we see it blow up later on. Um, I guess the question is, like, should Geordie have played the idol? And it's like, <laughs> I've, se- I've seen people argue, like, oh, there's all this whispering. He should have played it. But when everyone knows you have an idol, they want you to play it, right? So in in his head, he could he could be hearing this whispering and assuming they're bluffing, like, just to try and get him paranoid to play it. So he, he's held back, which it's not the worst idea, but obviously didn't pay off for him. <laughs> and 
I actually wanted to even put another spin on this and see was this the right move? What happened with Haley for Haley and Sean in hindsight? Because wouldn't it have been better to possibly just had a clean break from Sam and just followed in Geordie's over overhandedness? Uh, I think they want Sam at the moment for as a number. I mean, we see him turn on them. Well, uh, he's now time. turned on both of them. So in hindsight, in oh, hindsight, I feel like if they just got rid of Sam, they would have had some pieces on the table with Geordie and um, Geordie and Liz. Okay, but you've got to go back to when this episode happened. At that time, Sam was Mr. Loyalty, Mr. Mateship. That's someone you want as an ally. You don't want to yeah, but that. you're voting for him. Like, Haley is still voting for him. Nina is still voting for him. I don't know how the hell he's forgiven Nina. Well, that's the thing. So he's obviously have some sort of... He, he, can, he can forgive you, but maybe him and Haley aren't that close. Yeah. I, I think if I was playing with a player like Sam, I would give in to the blackmail and just full cut him so then I didn't have to deal with him next week in the game or in the jury. Because yeah. he is such a mateship player, he's such a loyal player. And he, even if Sean's move does pull off, like Sam doesn't believe Sean next episode. All his friends have turned on Sam. Even David, his number one, didn't tell him about this. It might have been a cleaner break for at least some of them because he was going to have to blame someone. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see what you're saying. Um but yeah, like his his brand is loyalty, and yeah, you know, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, I've put us I've put us down another another path here, haven't I? Yeah, I've just I've sort of like gone off in my head in different tangents, and I, yeah, I don't really have much more to say there. <laughs> now, Mac, how crazy is it how things change in Survivor? Things can change on a dime, even in a long game like Australian Survivor, a forty-seven game in a week. We've had the crazy progression of Liz. From the start of the week, with Liz getting emotional about how much she misses Shawnee and how tight the ex-villains are, uh, the ex-heroes are on the supervillains tribe. And by the end of the week, she's leaving the supervillains as a strategic move to get back with her her ex-villains so then she can bring a big group together. Yeah, Liz had a fantastic week. Um, easily the best week by a newbie. Everything she did was near perfect. Plenty of good moves. Got a new alliance. Um, got an idol. She's now, like you said, mutinied across. But that's, in, in my head, she's sort of done that in a way that benefits everyone. She's sort of taken the bullet for the, for the, for the villains. She's like, someone has to go. May as well be me. I'll be fine. I'll see it merge sort of thing. So I really see she's had a really good week. And... Um, Really starting to impress me without Shawnee, like, by her side. Like, she's doing her own thing, which is nice. Playing from the bottom, Liz. It's it's good. This this is the mark. This is what proved that Matt Rogers was a decent survivor player. Being able to play from both the top and the bottom and play it well. Like, she's by herself. She's invisible. So she just runs off and just gets an idol. Yeah, like, it was crazy that, like, no one noticed. It's like, they're all eating the... Um... Oh, they're eating Chinese? Yeah, uh, no, this was the the breakfast reward. That's right, the coffee and that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She went off with a little, a little bacon and egg or whatever. And, um, yeah, just found an idol, no one really noticed. Come back, yep, sweet. 
And it's like, yep, Sam's coming to her, Dave's coming to her, Nan's coming to her. We're a four now. Um, yeah, everything everything was just good. Like, there must have something about her that makes her really likable. Like, she's got that resting bitch face, but she seems to be pretty, like, magnetic. Yeah, definitely. She definitely has a good social game. Like, she isn't as good as Shawnee, probably not as funny. But she definitely gets these wholehearted relationships and she seems to be doing it well. Um, like, Shawnee is a very loyal player. And how easy was it to just offer her idol that no one knew about to Liz? Yeah, having the, um, obviously, George and Shawnee on the other side meant she could sort of do a bit with them. And it's, it's like every challenge they have now. Like, Liz just walks over and starts talking to Shawnee. No one seems to be bothered. <laughs> Um, it's a bit strange, but yeah, she's got good connections. Obviously, I reckon she's in for a long haul here. I really think having being on the George side as well as having the Sam and Nina and Dave side, she's got options going forward. She she's she's going to be good in the challenges. I think after merge, um, I think Liz is right in this for a top three finish. Yeah, a long run. Yeah, hundred percent. Ah, yeah, I um I agree. I'm not sure about a top three. I think she's going to be a huge challenge threat coming merge. Um, But I definitely see her making a long run. If she gets voted out before seven, genuinely shocked. Oh, no, for sure. Sure. What what do you think about her decision to mutiny? I think it's a great decision. I think it's a great decision. She has friends on her side um, who still have a majority that... Well, three out of six that no one knows about. Chances are, there's we've got one vote before the merge. Yeah, thinking she could get flick or Matt out or work that out, but she's going back to her villains to say, "I've got numbers over there. We are good." Yeah, and look like she can probably get you know Nina, Dave, and um, Sam maybe voting with George for a first couple of votes and. She now gives the um, Georgia side the opportunity to split the vote on Matt and Flick. So she locks up a merge spot. She can get out a big target on the hero side. She can really give the villains the numbers, go- like the old villains, the numbers going into merge. Um, so everything I thought was great. And like I said, like if she does a mutiny and they all have to pick rocks, it's sort of you're sort of doing everyone a favour by doing it. So you sort of get a little bit of goodwill there as well. Um, so yeah, great week, great move, great uh, episode. All around for Liz. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I don't know. Is I talking about the buff of the night? <laughs> no, we won't talk about that yet. Let's not, let's not, let's not get into that just yet. <laughs> um, well, how about let's talk, let's talk about some of these challenges and some of these rewards. Uh, so we've got, are you a coffee drinker, Mac? I am a coffee drinker. I do enjoy coffee. Do you, um, get high off coffee? <laughs> Um, not so much, no. <laughs> but if you hadn't had any food or any coffee for three weeks, do you think it would rev you up as much as it rev them up? Oh, I'll be buzzing. I'll be buzzing. Um, it's Yeah, we've seen it recently on Survivor 43 in America. Cody uh, credits his exit due to the coffee. He said he got too excited. They won a coffee reward. He had all his coffee. He got too excited and wanted to make all these moves. Scared everyone off, and he ended up, you know, it's a huge, huge thing that happened with the idol and Jesse and that. But, you know, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's great. 
Uh, but yeah, he, he says without the coffee, I wouldn't have done what I did. And uh, that's the reason it was out. So obviously, yeah, being malnutritioned and, and you know, empty stomach, it'll affect you a lot more. Yep. Whereas Chinese makes you sick. <laughs> yeah. No one seemed to deal with it that well. Everyone was talking about a bit of reflux maybe or... It didn't seem to sit well. <laughs> um, something else that didn't sit well was Simon sitting there getting roasted by the tribe. It was the most awkward thing I've ever seen on Survival. Or Australian Survival. And we've seen some pretty awkward things. I didn't think it was too bad, to be honest. I thought it was a bit, just a bit of fun. They were just asking him the questions, and, you know, he, he obviously tried to apologise a thousand times. He thought he was genuinely giving them an idol. Um, but, yeah, that's all part of it. Yeah, but you got your best mate sitting right next to you saying nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Liz saying, yeah, but she said it looked like a piece of wood when he's like, it looked like an idol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Liz was really trying to just sort of bury him a bit more. Dig his grave a bit further, but yeah, he sort of got out of it. Like in with that conversation, at least, like it wasn't too bad. Yeah, and I really, I got to give credit to Sam again, sympathising with Simon. Like that leaves an option in the future for Sam. Like he was trying to sympathise and trying to be like, oh, I might have made the same mistake. I actually really liked how he dealt with the whole situation. Again, that's because I am a huge Simon fan and. I really feel bad for Simon at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, no, Sam handled that well. It was a great week for Sam. Sam done well all round, except for the four votes he got. Like, he, he had a really good week. Um, come back yeah. well. Sort of, come as back soon as, well. if we're going to stick with Sam for a second, as soon as he got those four votes, came back to camp, said to Nina, look, it's fine. I'm, I'm happy to move on. It's dealt with. Let's work together. And that's how you should be when you get votes. You can't be salty. You've got to just mend fences real quick and get on with the game. And he's... He did really well. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, sorry, I wasn't trying to push that back on the Sam. I wanted to talk about the fortune cookies. Did you yes. see what I was seeing there? Um, you have to be more, more specific than that. Do you see how much time they pushed on that fortune cookie? There's got to be something in one of them cookies. Oh, there's no doubt there's something. When, when Sean read out, you know, as an idol in the shelter, quickly go find it. I honestly thought he was reading that and just pretending that it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. But after this cookie idol, can we even trust the producers that there is something in there? Or are they just trying to, are they trying to pull the, uh, the wool over our eyes? That is very true, but I, I would have to assume in one of those cookies there's a, there's some sort of like clue to where you can find an idol because it, yeah. it, it's set up for it, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely set up for it. There's a reason they love those. I think have we seen it in the past in I'm an sure American we have. season? Yeah, yeah. Something something rings a bell. I just can't think at this moment. Please DM us. Let us know. Let us know where it came from. Yeah, I'm sure I've Why seen we're... fortune cookies. With, yeah. with stuff in them. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the um, challenge. Another another little tidbit: the challenge where Simon finds out that the cookie idol wasn't a thing because Flick just roasts him in front of everyone, and how Simon finally gets the chance to beat George, <laughs> but George throws his disc away. Then Simon does it. 
did you feel like there was almost like no one cared when George did it, but as soon as Simon did it, everyone just was like, Oh, 100%. Because Simon's like double the size of him. He's this big macho man with his shirt off and his six-pack ripped. Yeah, when George does it, it's funny because George is, you know, he's a lot smaller and he's, you know, this character. Whereas Simon, yeah, he's, he's almost like a bully to this little kid, you know. So it definitely comes across differently. Uh, even though it's retaliation, it's not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um, doesn't work like that, Simon. You gotta know. You gotta yeah. know. But it was a good fun segment. You gotta know. And especially when Flick was just calling out Simon and, yeah. And then um, yeah. Simon's like, I have no idea what's going on. And George is like, well, that's obvious. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm sorry, but Simon, I think you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have any idea what's going on. No, um, do you, we got Stevie beating Liz. That was one of the cutest things I've ever seen. Like, uh, holy shit. It was just, it just looked, it looked like a seal, like with his, like a baby seal with his eyes closed, just like running through the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did well. Like, Liz is an athlete and he's, you know, beating her up the wall and down and the net. And then I love Stevie. Like, he's not, you know, is he the smartest person in the world? No, but he's a great character. And yeah, you just love, especially when he wins a challenge, he gets so excited. It's just, it's so heartwarming. It's nice to see. Yeah. While we're there, yeah. while we're on that challenge, <laughs> JLP had a good line. He's like, who's the bigger tosser? Good man, throw in the ring. <laughs> and then Johnny's like, Simon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. Just um, Johnny's little, like, one-liners are awesome. Yeah. I, oh, man, I, I'd love to play with someone like Johnny. Like, oh, she's, she's just, she's social dynamite. She's television dynamite. Hey, JLP, you want to come back with us? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she was thirsty on JLP when his shirt was all wet. He's like, oh, lucky us. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she was hitting on him, but. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think I'd struggle not hitting on him. Well, mate, his, his <laughs> six-pack right. was ripping through his shirt. It was it was all wet and everything. It was, just, you know, my wife was sitting there and I was trying to cover her eyes up. <laughs> when you're more ripped than the contestants that are there because they're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw Simon like, yeah, you know, turn away and in, in a bit nervous. He's like, oh, he's bigger than me. <laughs> oh, his six packs bigger than mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to a bit more of a serious note. We um, go to the next challenge, which is an immunity challenge, and Simon sits out. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, I have a feeling he didn't have a whole lot of say in this because I know that. If he did, he is a challenger. He wants to be in everything. And if I was in that scenario and that had just come to light about the cookie idol, I would want every chance and knowing that at least I would put in the effort to win would be better than sitting out. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you you sort of want to um, prove yourself, I guess, to say, like, I'm still with this team. I'm going to do my best. But he probably didn't know they were throwing it at the time, and I get like they all sort of agreed, and he's like, "Oh, if you, you know, if everyone's happy with it, I can sit out." So he sort of volunteered. I guess he's just he's, at at that time, he's just trying to get along to go along. You know, he doesn't want to rock the boat too much. So, and, and even in that challenge, even if he was in it, the best thing he could do was get one point. It's not like he could force the others to do it right. No, that's right. Yeah, it was just, so. Yeah, was it an obvious yeah. throw? Do you think? It, it was a pretty obvious throw. <laughs> Do you think he knows about it, Mark? I think he knows about it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, 
And but he just looked like such a lost puppy, like just down on his luck, like the whole way through the challenge. Every point that they lost, he's just like, oh no. And then by the end of it, he's just like got his hands over, like hands on his head, just, oh no, what am I gonna do here? What am I gonna do? Yeah, he sort of knew his his, his goose was cooked, and yeah, he uh, yeah. wasn't real happy. How about Haley? Second challenge this season. She's been part of throwing it. Second time she's on the chopping block. Yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting because yeah, like Haley's always going to have this big scalp next to her name. Like you want to get her out. She's a winner. She's the only winner left, or the only winner on the cast. And um, there, there's always going to be that lure to get her out. And it looked like yeah. honestly, I, I really thought she was going to go home until the uh, yeah. the twist. Um, until Australian Survivor producers throw in an onolim. But that's, I mean, they have to get him in there. Um, I didn't mind it. But yeah, like, throwing a challenge, we've always said it, is never good. No matter how safe you feel, anything can happen. Um, especially when the numbers aren't that many, like, anything can actually happen. And yeah, it almost cost her. Yeah, definitely. It's um, like we talk about this every time, and every Survivor fan knows you do not throw a challenge. Nope. Okay, a past, like, post swap is better than pre swap. But you just don't throw a challenge, especially if you're in the numbers, because chances are it could be one of your numbers going home. Yeah, well, that's it. That's, that's it's 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 just such a risky thing. Like, the more you can avoid tribal, like history has shown, like the people that win the game, you know, like they don't go to that many tribals pre-merge. Yeah. I mean, they can do, but like it, it's statistically better not to. Definitely, definitely. And talking about merge. What night are we seeing Merge start? Are we seeing... We've had 13. We've had 12 in Australian Survivor. We usually have one vote out before the jury starts. Are we seeing one more swap vote? Then Merge at 12. Jury starts at 11. That only leaves eight with three on the jury. Uh, three on the... Uh, in the final, in the finale. So what are we at now? We're at um, 14. Um, yeah. No, we're at 13. We're at 13 already. Okay, sorry. Uh, do we know it's a final three? Is that confirmed? We Look, we don't. We have not confirmed it. However, we are assuming that now that Australian Survivor started final three, it will continue. Yeah, because from what I heard uh, in Brains vs. Braun, it's supposed to be a final three, but uh, I think the Chelsea Medivac changed it and they did a final two. Some, in All-Stars, same thing happened, and Lee got same uh, thing pulled happened. out. Yeah, so they've wanted it, was... it for a while. They did it last season. So, yeah, assume Final 3, but does that mean maybe jury starts next vote before the merge? So you have a 10-person jury yeah. um, with a three-man Final 3. No, I'm, it's got to be it's got to be an eight because Australian Survivor, they don't start the jury at the merge. They start at one episode after. Yeah. So... It's got to be, in my mind, it's got to be an eight-person jury, three-person final three. Eight-person? Which really I actually good. like better. No, I think that's, that's, that's not, a small jury for three people. They've, they've done it a few times. You can win with three votes then. I know they've done it, but like it's, I'd rather, I guess, more votes. But I guess if you can win with three, you only got to focus your arguments towards three people, really. Yeah, but have you ever seen three survivors actually all getting reasonably even votes? Not in a three, no. There's it's always not, a go. Yeah, it's not. There's always a go. Yeah. 
I'm sure it's happened yeah. once where they've all got a vote. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think. It has happened. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, can't think of it off the top of my head. But, yeah, generally it's like it's a two-person race with one person generally winning by a couple of votes. So. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, well, that's, so, we, so we're in agreement. We reckon merge on Monday night. Monday, yeah. It's going to be a quick episode. That's the that's the fifty minute episode. So, are they different times? Very... The episodes? I wouldn't even know. Yeah, yeah. So you got your Sunday and your your Sunday and your Tuesday usually uh, average between about sixty seven to about seventy three. Um, at the start of the start of the season, you've usually got a ninety episode to kick it off, and then um, so it, it, at the start of the season, it's ninety minutes, seventy seventy, and then it goes to seventy fifty seventy. 70, 50, 70, continues. Yeah, right. I wouldn't even know. Honestly, I watch it. I tape it and watch it like 30 minutes delayed. We, we skip through all the ads. So, it, Oh, that's awesome. It's much I thought I hit gold. I thought I hit gold today doing my rewatch. I went on YouTube, no ads. Oh, and then the the um, quality was so bad, <laughs> I went back to Tampa and dealt with the ads. <laughs> yeah. That was how bad it was. What? Anyway, so... Guys, I'm sorry to the international listeners that you've got to watch it on YouTube. The quality is not what we get in Australia. Oh, well. I'm sure they could pay for it, can't they? Is there what? I don't know. Anyway, we won't go through uh, it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. Um, well, uh, one other thing, like with Simon and how he pushed trying to trying to flip Stevie on the other side. Yeah. And how he was doing. The Stevie's little triangle of destiny. Yep. Do we think this was the right way to flip Stevie when he's got just two randoms that he hasn't really talked to saying, this is your destiny? No, absolutely not. Um, I'll tell you why. Because Simon is not, like, Stevie hates Simon now. Like, if, if, if your enemy says, hey, they're doing the destiny thing, I'm doing the destiny thing, you'd be like, well, I don't like these people either. So, like, it's not going to entice Stevie to work with Flick and Matt at all. Because he doesn't want to work with Simon. So, uh, yeah, it's not a good move. I, like, Stevie seems like the type of guy, maybe if someone he liked did the Destiny thing, that could work. But yeah. I don't think um, coming from Simon past through Flick and Matt was the right plan. No, it was not. I think that was sort of grasping at straws. Not to mention it seems a bit like in jest almost. Like, it's... It's almost like putting down, like telling everyone about this and not letting it come from Stevie's almost putting down his beliefs and what he, and how he, like what he tributes as like a big thing in his life. I find it a bit comical, not comic. Oh, it's just, I just don't find it. Yeah. It's taken the piss a little bit. It's it's a cheap trick. Yeah. Yeah. That's the word that I'm looking for. It's a cheap trick. Um, Trying to cheat someone, so I wasn't I wasn't too happy with that. I did not think that was the right way to go about it. Um, what about um, George and declaring war at that tribal council? At the challenge. Yeah, at the challenge. At the challenge. Sorry, not tribal council. How good was that? That I was. That. I see that as declaration of war. Yeah, yeah it's, it's typical George. You know, he's, he's this guy from this Renaissance medieval period. Yeah, the king, the conqueror, all this stuff. And he's got to live up to that sort of every time. And anytime he does stuff in front of, like, everyone, it's the best. Because in a confessional is one thing. 
you can say what you want to the camera, but when you're, everyone's around, you're sort of risking a bit of your game. But he does, you know what? He's there for the camera. He's there for the TV. He's, he's there for the audience, like for us. You know, he wants to make the show entertaining, and he's doing a great job. His confessionals are, are gold, and anything else he does, I love it. He's just so good. Yeah, it is. It really is. I, I'm just waiting for a confessional like, "May I please kiss Sire's ass?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, and I wanted to talk about the, your feelings on George and Shawnee's response to the challenge and just showing absolutely no effort. Yeah, well, I mean, he, de- he declared war. So the only way to, to, to shire, uh, fire a shot is to vote someone out, like he said he was going to. So he's, he sort of, I guess, pushed himself into that corner of not winning the challenge. So. Yeah, Exactly. Um, and I'm actually a bit surprised. We haven't talked about these two a whole lot, but we welcome to the game, Nina and David. How are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> a bit of content, finally. Finally a bit of content. We get one confessional from David. Nina's got a few. She's got that brilliant, uh, intro package. Yeah. Um, I was, look, I want to, I want to talk about, who you might think win this game at the moment. Because I got asked this question two nights ago. Um, before last night's episode, I got asked this question. In a serious point, who do you think can win this game? That's a big question. And look, I'm not a, I'm not an edgic reader. Um, I don't really do any of that stuff. I mean, so for me, it would have to be based on their positioning now, and I guess somewhat of an edit. They have to. To me, David can't win just based he's had one conventional, right? So yeah. I can use that sort of logic. Um, like, it's it's honestly it's really hard. I think there are a number of options. Uh, let's hear your thoughts first, because I don't really have any. Yeah. <laughs> so I am an edgy reader. Right. <laughs> um, I do listen out for these things and those big words like I could win the game, etc. I was very happy with my winner's pick of Flick at the start of the season with her intro package in the uh, that starting few that starting 20 minutes. Yeah. And she's like, and now I'm back to win. I've seen... I've, I've, I could just run through the names. Simon, no. No. George, no. No. Shawnee, no. Maybe Shawnee. No, okay. no. I, Shawnee is such a big player. She's such a big presence. She isn't actually getting as much edit as she would if she was winning this game. They would be pushing her like a motherfucker. She'd be getting 60 confessionals over the next person because she's got it in her. Okay. Whereas other players don't always have it in there, so they don't give, her, give them as much and they balance it out a little bit better. They're some of the more balanced seasons when it comes to the edit. Okay? David, gone. Yep. I'm seeing something for Sam. Yeah, I agree. This week at least. Yeah. this Well, not just this week, just this whole season. He's getting confessionals where he's doing hardly anything. We're seeing his point of view. We know Sam's point of view. Yeah. Um, so Sam is definitely up there. And... I really want to say, after this week, even with the limited confessionals Nina has had, that intro package and her stuff from this week, almost explaining the game that she's done up until this point, 
very similar to a little bit of Erica. Yeah, I'm not saying Nina. This is this is Australian Survivor. The winners are jammed down your throat. So I'm going to rule her out. I'm probably leaning like Sean. I'm not. I'm not ruling Nina out, mate. I'm yeah. sorry. I plead. I'm, I'm. I just can't rule her out. She this week was so good for her that it almost makes up for the heroes being completely purpled the whole way through the season. Well, they're purple because um, they weren't they weren't going to tribal. They weren't in the episodes. Like it was the exactly. whole tribe almost. Yeah, it was the the whole tribe got purpled. So and she she was purpled a bit more. Yeah. But we still got a confessional here and there. We still saw a lot of her on the screen telling players who was voting for them, etc. Um, so Nina, as of this week, a big chance. And then the only other name that I'm seeing is Sean. Yeah, Sean's probably the one for me. If I had to pick one based on edit, I think he's getting a lot of good stuff. It's a lot of positive stuff and a lot of his dominance, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so think- even the Dodo edit that they've sort of, like the Dodo moment where he's passed the idol, did you notice they didn't really stick to it? Like they did mention it because they have to mention it. Yeah. But they did not push it a lot. And Australian survivors, uh, survivor producers don't push the Dodo edit. On people like that. Oh, really? Because what's Simon getting? <laughs> yeah, Simon's not winning this game. Simon's getting the Dodo edit, mate. Please. Simon is getting the Dodo edit. He is not winning this game. How many times do we see Simon just in a confessional, just silent as he ponders his life and how bad his game is going? <laughs> it's oh, the best. Yeah, he is such a... Uh, he's, such, he's a class act. He is, he's good and he handles it and he has a good laugh about it. Oh, you have to. You have to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we got the Nina and David Alliance, Sam and Liz. Nina's pretty much pushing it. Um, this is something that could really turn into something post-merge. There's some very big players. They're not the biggest players. You've still got Simon and Sean as your physical shields. You've got Haley and George as your... Social and strate- oh, your strategic shields. You got Shawnee as your um, social uh, shield for Liz. It's where there's that connection there. This I really like this four. Yeah, me too. This could be the dominant four. All the pieces are there. They've just got to play them right. Yeah, it's really the the post merge is going to be unreal. Like I'll go back to what I said at the very start of the podcast. This season's great, and it's set up for a great post merge with those four: George's crew, Sean and Haley's crew, the old heroes, the old villains. There's a lot going on, and it could go so many different ways. And it's so like intriguing to see where it is going to go. And I think I think this four could be pivotal, honestly. I'm I'm sorry, Mac, but can sorry. Just get your face better. <laughs> that was funny. You got too big of a smile. You're too excited about this. Just get your face better. Just you can't face show better. it off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, that's all I've got for my notes, mate. Like we might um, start talking about these players that have left us. Let's do it. Yeah. Now I did shy away a little bit from talking too much about Geordie. I um, liked Geordie this season. I liked his attempt at this move and this bluff. If he pulled it off, it would have been genius. It would have been one of the biggest moves in Survivor. But there's a reason that there's a lot of, 
it could have been the biggest move in Survivor and not saying it was the biggest move in Survivor. Um, as a player, how do you rank him? I thought Jordy had a really good season. I thought a lot of his moves were calculated, especially early on when he had to sort of control Simon a bit. Um, everything he was doing was sort of the right move at the time. And, you know, I would say the whole way through he was making the right moves. He, he tried to align with George. Maybe that backfired a little bit, but that was still the right move in my eyes. And and the whole playing the idol thing versus not playing it, like, there are pros and cons to it. I thought he, overall, was a very good game. And maybe with a bit of luck, he could have gone a lot further. Um, yeah, he, he played well. He played well. I, I agree. He was a lot better this season. There is definitely some strategy in Georgie. Geordie. Um, he... Look, if he played his idol, Liz had to play her idol. They were trying They were trying for the ultimate bluff. It didn't pay off. From the edits, it looked like it didn't pay off moments before the votes happened. Obviously, it was probably hours before the votes happened. But... He really tried. I agree. Going with George was the right move, especially if if he was as close to the girls as we've now been shown he is. Um, and getting Simon out, again, going into the merge or going into a swap with numbers, five is better than four. I understand it. I like it. As a character, I liked him better this season. Oh, I liked so much better this season. <laughs> it was nice not hearing the Joker every 10 seconds. Yeah, I, th- I think that was the main thing. People got a bit fatigued with his whole Joker act. Um, in the pre-merge of his first season, he was likable. And then up to a point of the post-merge, he was still likable. But it just got repetitive and repetitive. And everyone was sort of, I guess, expecting that this season. And he's came back and sort of reinvented himself a bit. And there was less of the Joker, more of just Geordie. And I think... That's what made him a lot more likable and um, enjoyable to watch on the TV. Definitely. And memorable moment. I did a Simon! (laughs) Great parting words. (laughs) Great parting words. Some of the best parting words. Can you think of any better? (laughs) I did a Simon! Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) Um, Will he return? Definitely an option there. I think there's more there. I think we saw enough as a player for him to come back, not as a joker, but as just Geordie and, you know, whoever, a kid by Geordie then. the father. Yeah, yeah. And that could be a, a nice um, a nice point of difference of his sort of character. Could he win? Yeah. I saw enough this season to say he has the, I guess, the game understanding and the social... Um, sociability to, to... Yeah, he could win, for sure. He, he has, he's good enough to win. I, I love that. Finally, a, finally, a ret- finally, a returnee gets voted out, and we don't just ask will they return, but would they win? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I could see it. I could see it for sure. Yeah, I um, I think um, he definitely showed a lot more maturity this season. Um, he, yeah, I, I, I found him enjoyable, and he also got voted off soon enough that he's pre-merge which definitely could lower his threat level if he came back in four or five years. That's very true. That's very true. And he didn't play Joker, 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 so people might not remember him as much from that. Or that's still, that's still when you think of Geordie, you think of the Joker, 
even now after watching this season. So that's my, they might just be like, oh, he was just a, it was just there for laughs. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he, if he does a bit of study, he could genuinely win this game. But if you're sleeping next to Sam Frost, are you studying survival? <laughs> well, he's got kids to, like, who have a kid. And, yeah, there's, trust me, you have a child and, and your time for anything else goes out the window. Uh, I bet. I that bet. being said, I've started a podcast since my child's been born, so maybe it's not all that bad. You dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, uh, well let's get on to Ben Rank him as a player He had chops He had the He had the foundation He had only played once I think that was his problem this season Yep, I um Honestly, you put Ben in an all newbie cast I think he dominates I really think there's enough there The only downfall Maybe um, well, we didn't really see it, but it seemed to be his social game wasn't the best. He didn't fit in anywhere on both either his, his starting tribe or his swap tribe. Maybe his social game isn't that good. Uh, if he could work on that, he could be a really good player. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, it, I think, um, yeah, either a full returnee or a full newbie season, Ben would do well. Yeah. Um, as a character, yeah, he was funny. He had some brilliant one-liners. Very, very well spoken. There's a reason people listen to his podcasts and listen to his shows and stuff like that. He, he, he's, a, he's a character. I like him. Yeah, like he literally talks What's for a living. He writes stuff for a living. So you know he's going to be articulate and he's going to be like, yeah, have some good good lines. And he, he proved that. Um, yeah, I liked Ben a lot. He was my winner pick early. Uh, I don't know what I saw something in him, I guess. Um, and I stand by that decision. I stand by that, even though it was wrong. Yeah. Uh, memorable moment. What's his memorable moment, mate? I mean, he, he, probably his idol play, um, I guess. I can't really think of too many. Other. The meat tray analogy, maybe. Yeah. That, 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 I think that's going to just sort of stick with us all forever. Yeah. He made an alliance. He made an alliance without trying. But you know what? Here's that confessional of the meat tray, it's somehow seeped into the game because people are calling the alliance the meat tray. So he's either said it out loud or you know, it's, it's caught on somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Now let's move on to Buckle's Buffer the episode. We, yeah. I'm going to give number. I'm going to give seven to you. Okay. Because so, uh, ten episode ten. Episode ten. Sorry. Episode ten. Okay. Um, episode ten to you. What do you? Who do you give your buff to, mate? Now, buff for episode ten. I've given it to Sean. Um, Sean, he's in a good spot. Well, at the start of the week, he still is now. But okay, so back then he was he was in a good spot, sort of dictating. Um, he was the I guess the link between Simon and the idol and giving it to Flick. He's in all that. Um, he was smart enough in tribal council to change the plan to split the vote. And when he split the vote, he left Haley and Nina the ones voting Sam. So he sort of dodged the bullet not having to vote for Sam. Um, so it sort of kept him in a good spot. And he's sort of like the main power of the tribe, like we said earlier. So buff goes to Sean. I wanted to sort of bring up uh, Sam, I think, did really well this episode with the Simon stuff. Um, if he wasn't the split, I could have seriously... 
thought of him as a player of the episode, but because he was split and he didn't know, I, c- I couldn't, I could not do that. Simon, if you just watched that one episode, did really well out of this whole thing, like giving the idol up, etc. He did really well with it. The horrible move. I think you think it's horrible. Well, no, no, no. Sorry, not the idol up. Sorry, um, Simon. Not even being that giving the giving the idol up, but not even being looked at, not getting a vote, not even looking like looking like he's getting a vote. Um, like it got him off the it got him off the block. But you're right. I'm giving it to Sean. Sean played this episode really, really well, and he called the bluff. He was the one that called the bluff. No one else. Um, he worked it out. He got Simon on side. That's another person in his corner at this stage of the game. Obviously, two episodes later, it's a bit different. Um, but, yeah, Sean did really well in that. Okay, what are your thoughts for episode 11? Uh, episode 11, uh, so we've talked about this person quite a lot on this podcast, which was never thought I'd say that. Uh, Buff goes to Sam. So Sam, he got his four votes at the previous Tribal Council. And as I mentioned earlier, he came back really well. So he wasn't salty with anyone. He was instantly mending fence with Nina. Um, he's got his core alliance with Nina and Dave. They've roped in Liz to make a majority of this tribe of seven. Um, Sam was doing a lot of good stuff. His chat with Simon saying, you know, bro, it's fine. Like, I would have done the same thing. Everything Sam did I thought was really good. So Sam gets my buff for Ep 11. I think you're talking about episode 12, mate. <laughs> no, no, the one where, um, oh, no, yeah, no, that, no, that's right. No, because I didn't like anyone on, um, in the Ben vote. No one was doing anything. I thought Sam was good enough to get a buff. Okay. To tribal. Yeah. No, sweet, sweet. I'm, I'm glad you gave him one. Yeah. I'm glad you gave him one. I'm giving mine to George. Um, I think, uh, trying to, I think the episode prior, he had a lot of people coming up to him and him specifically. Um, he also, um, the vote went his way. They picked Ben. That was a smart move. Um, he uh, like let Jerry sort of say that. And like, he almost had something going with Flick. Definitely made Flick think for a second. And he came out with the numbers on his side. He's also the only person we really saw in the episode. So that was on that out of that four. I'd love to I'd love to give it to Jerry for that. Oh, he was a madman looking like he was on his way to the gallows quote. <laughs> but I'm giving mine to I'm giving mine to George. And episode twelve, I I really am glad that you gave Sam episode eleven because Sam did really well this episode as well. Um, I've, I've thrashed into him in the past, but I was very happy. I don't want to give it to him. I want to give it to Nina because Nina orchestrated this alliance with Liz. They decided the blind side of Haley. I genuinely believe they would have pulled that off and it would have been an awesome move blindsiding the queen. So, uh, Liz also gets a honorable mention for that as well. How about you, Mac? I'll go one further than honourable mention. My buff goes to Liz for similar reasons. Um, yeah, they had the plan for Haley, but she's obviously social. Her social game's good enough to be roped into this three with Nina, Dave, and, and Sam. She's in that three. They have this plan. 
And then when the you know, mutiny happens, she's the one to put her hand up. She takes a bullet for the heroes, or the old heroes. She joins the new villains. She puts herself in a really good spot as a really pivotal player in between like two factions, I guess, going forward. She set, us, set herself up for the merge really well. Um, so, yeah, mine my, my goes to Liz. And all-round great week from her. She deserves something. She gets my buff. Yeah. No, we, we were very spread out this week. Other than Sean, everyone was different. Yeah, so, it was a pretty tough week. So you got you got to sort of read into it a bit. I was really struggling on episode 11. I don't think I answered that till a second ago. <laughs> I was really struggling trying to decide who my favourite person out of that was. I think if I could do a collective of George, Shawnee, Jerry and Stevie. Stevie for not flipping was also something that came to my mind. But anyway, let's um, talk about the rankings. So we welcome Sam and Liz to the rankings on one. Hey. hey. And they join Haley, who obviously has not had much this season. Uh, then we move to the twos and we have Nina jumping up there. We got Shawnee, we got Steve, Flicks there. Starting to forget why I gave Flick one. Um, Simon's there. Again, probably starting to forget why we gave Simon one. Um, then we have our two, three buff. Buffs leaving. Both Ben and Geordie leave on three buffs. Sean moves up to four into second place. And George winning the season on seven. Yeah, pretty fair, fair, fair reflection of uh, how it's going. It's a George show and a couple of cameos from other people. Um, yeah, I think I think we're, we're doing all right with the buffs. I think people have got to earn the buffs. We don't just give them away for nothing. So it's exactly. Been good. Uh, the issue is that I sort of know George, so then if he actually asks for the buff at the end of the season, I've got to give it to him. <laughs> well, I thought it was a case of beer, wasn't it? It was. Okay, I'll give him a case of beer. I don't know if he drinks beer. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. Well, that was a good episode, mate. It was um, nice and enjoyable. We got through bloody a lot of content, a lot of speculation as well. Yeah, well, that's what we're here for. We're here to, here to hypothesize and, and um, crucify people for bad moves like Simon, but <laughs> we don't always yeah. agree, which is fine. <laughs> oh, that's why we love it. Um, we do apologize if this audio isn't great to everyone. Um, I know last week's wasn't the best either. Just remember, we're... A new podcast, we're trying, and we will get there. So thank you for sticking with us, and sticking with us in the future. What do you got going on this week, Nathan? So this week, um, so my little girl, she turned one on Saturday, just gone, so we had a party for her, and we have another party for her this week, just with some friends, um, so that'll be fun. And then apart from that... Is that a thing? As soon as you have a kid, you have like 20 birthdays for them. Well, we did like a family one, and then this week's like a friends one, just because we didn't want it to be too big. So it's just it's just chaos. It's just there's presents everywhere. She's <laughs> loving life. So as long as she's happy, oh, I'm happy. You know. That's good. That's good, mate. And then um, after that, yeah, next week's podcast, we have a guest. I think we've locked in a guest. Didn't have yep. one this week just to mix it up, but I think pretty sure we have. Are we announcing this now or not? Yeah, let's announce it, Eli. Oh, I thought it was Shelley. No, we got Eli coming next week. I thought Eli was a week after. Next week. No, no, Eli's next week. Oh, is Eli? Okay, next week, Eli Maynard. Do you want to start that again? Do you want to start that again? No, I don't. <laughs> we'll just leave it in. <laughs> just leave it in. Yeah. Sorry, Shelley. Eli Eli's Maynard. Next um, Go next week after that. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, host of Sydney Survivor, very controversial man in the Survivor community. You either love him or hate him. I personally love him, so should be good. Should be good. Get next week, mate. I am going to argue so much with him. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with everything that he says, and it's going to be amazing. He'll do the same to you. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I bet he will. I bet he will. We're going to come off that podcast hating each other. Nah, I love you, Eli. You're all good. <laughs> <laughs> should be fun. Yeah, no, nah, it will be. Um, and what have you got going everyone, on? what have I got going on? I got this podcast, mate. I got this podcast, and I love it. I'm really enjoying doing this with you every week, Mac, and the guests that we have on. Um, it's an experience, and it's definitely a learning experience. Um, but I need everyone out there to follow us. I need you to follow us on Twitter at Survivor Three BS. And I want everyone to follow us on Instagram, Survivor underscore 3BS. And then just hit us up on Facebook. We seem to be a lot more popular on Facebook than other platforms, probably because we actually know Facebook. And that is Survivor Buffs, Blindsides and Banter. (laughs) Hey, we're up to 13 followers on Twitter, bro. That's good. I don't do Twitter. Is that good? That's that's better than my personal account. No, it's not good. <laughs> we got we got a like on one of our posts. It's awesome. <laughs> Solid. Solid. Nah. Anyway, Mac, thank you so much, mate. It's been awesome as always. And um hopefully the audio turns out well. <laughs> It'll be right, mate. We'll get it fixed. Yeah. Alright. Thanks everyone. See us. Alright, see you next week. Bye. Is this survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor.